you have to admit that there is something very magical that's going on when you step back and realize that we are living in these temporary bodies and we are living on planet earth that is rotating around the sun in a solar system that is just one of billions of solar systems in in galaxies in outer space welcome back to the Saul good media podcast a podcast that up until this point has been all about what it is that drives each of you to do what you do. Each week I have a new guest on and I interview people about the driving forces that have brought them to this moment, to the moment in time with them sitting down with me. And I've realized that through this process of interviewing different people and asking them about what drives them, I get such interesting and different answers. And I've been getting to the point where I want to evolve the conversation and go from why people are doing what they do to talking about what it's like being where they are. And so instead of, you know, how did you get here? What is it like now that you're here doing this on a day-to-day basis, whether that's being the CEO of a large corporation or being a farmer or a dancer or um, just choosing to you know, give up your job and travel the world. What is that like? And those are the types of conversations that I want to gear this podcast towards. So whether you want to call it a new season or a new, um, you know, it's it's still evolving and I'm I'm figuring out as I move along. So I'm, I'm super excited because today I have my sister back on the show who was the very first podcast that I've ever done was back in January, uh, and that was with Molly. And so this episode, we're going to catch you up on what has happened in the last nine months, where each of us are now, and then kind of get into some deeper conversations about life. And that's something that I really love about sitting down with Molly is one minute we're talking about, you know, simple day-to-day things, and then before you know it, we're talking about the meaning of life. And so if you're new to the Saul Good Media Podcast, Every week, I've had a different guest on the show, and so uh, they're all so different from the other. But moving forward, it's exciting because I've decided to change the process of this podcast and the way that um, the operations work in terms of editing and in terms of the questions that I'll be asking and the themes. So stick with me. It's still evolving. It's still fine-tuning. And in this episode, uh, we actually dive into that a little bit, start to crystallize and solidify some of the intentions and aspirations for this show. So without further ado, please enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with my lovely sister, friend, mentor, role model, and just all-around good person, Molly Harvey. I am so excited to have you back on the show because I feel like it's been... Me too. I feel like it's been, what, like nine months since we started it? The first of January was our first... Mm-hmm. podcast together mm-hmm. and the very first podcast very first podcast yeah so it's fun to see how it's changed and evolved and stuff but you and I were sitting down before we hit record and talking about a few different ideas of like how we wanted to gear the conversation for people what we want to talk about and we didn't really have a specific thing to... no specific thing <laughs> yeah but I feel like that's kind of fun because we it really opens it up the floor for us to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. And um, just 
to give people a sense of sort of what's changed for you, would you be up for talking a little bit about like your current, um, you don't really have to talk about your job or anything in particular, but sort of like what's changed over the last nine months or kind of like where you are and what's up? Sure. So I'm Sal's sister <laughs> and I, let's see, the last nine months, gosh, it's amazing. Time flies. Well, moved into a new apartment. I live in a house that's renovated into a couple of different apartments. So moved from the upstairs apartment with an amazing view of the lake to downstairs, which I'm missing that view, but it's a nice, nice to have an office space. And then started a new job. Actually, my previous position, um, had ended and started a new job as a prevention specialist. So I'm working to help with the opioid epidemic in Northern Michigan specifically and kind of all over Michigan um, with a company called Up North Prevention. So um, as many of you may have heard, you know, there's a lot of issues right now with prescription drugs, you know, people overdosing on prescription drugs, uh, specifically opioids, and um, just kind of this issue that we're having. And um, so we're kind of, we're doing a lot of different initiatives to educate young people and adults on the dangers of, you know, taking too many painkillers and things along those lines. So I do a variety of different things, but I really love it. It's super fun. It's super rewarding. And it's neat to be on the end of things that is more prevention oriented versus rehabilitation after somebody's already addicted to to these drugs or heroin or things like that. So anyways, Could you give an example of both? Kind like of prevention versus what was the other thing? You said prevention versus versus like rehabilitation, rehabilitation. or counseling. Mm-hmm. In in the past I've worked in jobs where I've done more of the counseling side of things after somebody's already addicted to a substance. And you know that can be really difficult and I'm sure you know, some people who are maybe listening to this have experience with that where, you know, somebody's already kind of deeply addicted to something or, you know, they have a mental health issue or something and you're trying to help them after kind of they've maybe had years of of this particular thing that they're going through. Whereas with the prevention end of things, it's more so looking at, you know, basically what can we do to prevent these things from happening in the first place? So working with healthcare practitioners and, you know, people who are prescribing this medication and making sure that they're educated on, you know, the dangers of over-prescribing or talking with pharmaceutical companies and talking to kids, you know, like what, figuring out what is the, why do children decide that they want to take their parents' painkillers? Or why do children start, you know, doing drugs at a young age? Um, What are those environmental factors that play into somebody's decision to shoot up heroin for the first time? Talk about starting this podcast off with a bang. (laughs) Seriously though, I mean, that's intense. But it's, but it's neat because it's, I love, I think I mentioned in the last podcast that we did, you know, I, I really love working with people, but it's so, you know, it obviously can be really stressful to work with people when they're, when they're trying to get off of a certain substance, like I said. And so the prevention end of things is a little bit more creative maybe, and a little bit less intense in terms of like the stress level. And I just, I really enjoy my job. I love to travel and I get to travel around Michigan a lot. And so it's been awesome. So that's one of the things that's changed. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, I mean, you were just telling me about an event that your job had that was put on by somebody 
that had previously been addicted and mm -hmm. was and i don't know how private that information is um, it's not be respectful of that but um could you share a little bit of that story i mean it just it was such a powerful story i feel like that would be really cool to share sure and this is i mean just also this is our first video podcast i don't know what's up guys hey and um so i don't know how we'll kind of gear it towards them you know as like a third person in the room i don't really know how i don't really think that actually the camera is addressed that often when you're doing a video podcast or just videos in general yeah you know, like i know unless we're you, youtubing we like makeup tutorial so, i feel like it's pretty blurry like i'm in the blurry background yeah i guess you're right <laughs> i can't tell <laughs> this is our first one so um may or may not use it but sorry to interject no it's cool but yeah could you share a little bit about that um story sure there was a um a person in the grand traverse area um traverse city just outside of traverse city um who put on an event recently and shared her story this was also shared in the grand traverse women um magazine that comes out um i think it's maybe weekly monthly maybe but she had had an experience where she had intense back surgery and was prescribed a variety of different painkillers and, and just a disclaimer on that i don't have anything against painkillers and you know people that i work with don't either and so you know there's obviously a time and a place for medication to be prescribed um and i don't want to come across in the way that i don't um understand that and believe that it can be helpful and effective you're about to get your wisdom beat though the issue yeah yeah so I mean, tomorrow no thursday plays I'm a part. two wisdom teeth pulled. plays a role yeah and it's important and and i also don't want to come across in the way that prescribers or doctors or any healthcare practitioners are at fault for this kind of epidemic they say of overuse of opioid drugs because there's not one person that's at fault or one kind of entity that's at fault for this issue there's just a lot of different factors that have played into it and so it's just really important that we talk about it and we address it right now because it's something that's affecting and, and killing too many people mm -hmm. so this woman had been prescribed a variety of different pain medications for her back sur after her back surgery and then became highly addicted to this medicine so you know she was for a long time able to easily get the medication that she needed to feed her addiction and then um, what ends up eventually happening is either the doctors catch on like this is we're taking too much of this or no longer prescribed it depending on the situation and so then ended up she ended up turning to heroin which is kind of a progression that can happen she was eventually caught for having multiple drug dealers living and dealing drugs out of her home in Traverse City and was sent to prison for five years, I think it was, for drug solicitation and, and drug use. So she got sober in prison, which apparently um, it is, can be hard, difficult to do because there is a, drugs are present in prison as you know i'm not sure if everyone's aware of that but it's actually you know you can easily get drugs when you're in prison unless you're in like a maximum security situation so um but she stayed clean and sober and um served her prison sentence and then got out and held this event just a couple of weeks ago at um this beautiful castle farms they have horses out there and do 
equine equine therapy i think it is yeah um rehabilitation for people and then told her story and her family was there and it was just this amazing story and um just kind of about her her progress and how she's gotten to where she is and one of the coolest things about it was at the end the um, prosecuting attorney for grand traverse county um spoke and was spoke about how happy he was that she was there and that he was able to give her a standing ovation because he was actually the attorney the prosecutor that sent her to prison for five years years ago how crazy is that so crazy and so he was just so you know he never he said he never in a million years thought he'd be standing here at castle farms giving her a standing ovation um he thought she she was going to take a different path and thank god she didn't have to take that path and but the whole event was to bring awareness to the variety of different mental health and drug rehabilitation and prevention services that there are in Michigan. And there really are a lot of amazing people that are doing really amazing things in Michigan to help with the, the issue that we're facing. And so it was just cool to see all the different people there to learn about what they're doing. Did you have any idea that you'd be doing this type of work the last time we talked? <clears throat> no, absolutely no idea. But what's interesting is I've always wanted to do something in this line of work. Um, and so I'm not surprised that I am. I mean, it's always been kind of like a dream of mine to do Mm -hmm. that, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't have anticipated that it would have been in the, in nine months. It's amazing how, like you were saying, it's such a broad thing when you're trying to work with the community and working with individuals, prevention, and then rehabilitation. And so and then you're traveling all over Michigan and it's just, it's cool to see how you sort of fit into all these different pieces. It's not like one answer to this situation. And I feel like you've been able to learn so much throughout the process. Yeah. And it's just really cool. It is cool. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. It definitely, there is not one um, necessarily answer solution to, I think any problem or issue, you know, quote unquote that we face in our lives. Um, and that, yeah, it's fun to get creative and to figure out the solution to things as they come up. So just for people listening and out of my own curiosity, if somebody has a relative or a friend that is dealing with addiction, what is the best way to approach that? Well, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think understanding just as I was mentioning the services that are available in a certain area, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, there's no, there's not services out there. I think there's so many good, highly driven and passionate people that are running um, services that can be helpful and can provide you with resources in Michigan. Mm. And um, so just knowing that those services do exist and that you can reach out to them, Um, And you can talk to people who are experts and who have been working. You know, a lot of the people I work with have been working in prevention for 30 plus years and they're just absolutely experts and so passionate about what they do and can give a lot of insight. And, you know, the interesting thing about that, too, is a lot of them are have had experiences where a loved one or they themselves have had, um, you know, maybe a substance use 
disorder. Um, and you know, more, most often it's the, you know, the thing is, is that it happens in almost every single family, you know, we all have different things that we, um, go through and it's, I think you're not alone in experiencing that. And I think that's the other kind of key part is, is helping people to understand that they're not alone in what they're going through whether they're the person, the family member of someone going through that, or they themselves are, um, other people have gone through that as well, or are going through it. And so just kind of maybe reaching out to each other and knowing that that support is there. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah, definitely. Because I think that every situation is going to be different. And so mm-hmm. you can't really say that this would work for this person or this would work for a different person, mm-hmm. approach them directly or get a group together or, don't approach them, you know, but I think just talking with people, like you said, there's resources and that you don't have to be alone in it could just be of benefit, you know, just knowing that you're not alone and that there are people that want to help and they're not going to know unless you go to them. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I definitely never thought that we would be sitting down talking about addiction to, you know, start off at the episode. I know it is an incredible thing. And it got me thinking as you were talking about it, like there's these drugs that we get addicted to, but there's also these certain behaviors mm-hmm. and things. And I've started to notice a lot of my own addictive behaviors, like my phone and like, uh, um, I mean, my phone being one of the biggest ones. And so yesterday I actually got home pretty late after editing. Um, and I, told Lindsay I was like Lindsay mark your calendar today's the day like I stop charging my phone next to my bed like I'm not gonna do it anymore and I don't know why I've thought about it before but I was like I'm just gonna say it out loud and I'm gonna just do it Mm -hmm. and there's so many hours that I like don't sleep because I'm looking at my phone or I'm watching videos or I'm listening to something there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but I'm excited to see how like even this morning waking up and not being able to reach for my phone was a really like foreign thing. Mm -hmm. And I could feel myself like, Oh, I like need to check to see if something's happened. Have Mm -hmm. I like, you know, did I get a call or did I sell something on eBay that I need to ship and pack it? You know? Yeah. And like, I don't know, to just to sort of lighten the addiction. Like it's, we're all affected by different types of it. And yeah, there's more serious things than others. But um, one of the posts that I put on Instagram was like, what's the excuse that you're telling yourself to allow this addiction to be in your life? And for me, it's like, I use my phone as an alarm clock. I need my phone next to my bed because I need to wake up on time. Right. And so I've like decided, okay, I'm going to get an alarm clock. Now I don't have that excuse. Now I'm going to let go of this addiction and like the slow like slowly implementing new things to try to just like try something different. Yeah. That's so awesome. Congratulations. That's really cool. No, I think that's awesome. Um, I don't know. Um, have you read that book? Is it thrive by Ariana Huffington? I started that. She's so she talks about in that book, she, the Ariana Huffington is the, um, founder of the Huffington post and has done a lot of just amazing, um, business ventures in her life. But she talks about exactly that, that if there's like one piece of key advice that she would give is to 
not charge your phone in your bedroom and to not have any sort of electronics really in your bedroom and have that be a sacred space. She says, I believe she says, um, you should sleep your way to the top. Yeah. Sleep your way to success. (laughs) Sleep your way to success. Um, and what she's really saying is that you need to get good quality sleep. And when you have all these electronics in your bedroom, it kind of messes with your brainwaves and your ability to get restful sleep. But yeah, she thinks she often buys like alarm clocks in bulk and then gives them out to all of I forget you know, about her that. friends. That's funny. Because she just yeah, it is an excuse. It's it and you're right about just addiction in general because I think we mentioned this in the last podcast, but it's always amazing to me to think about the fact that we can become addicted to negative thoughts and negative behaviors mm-hmm. and that our brains um you know, based on kind of the pathways that are created in our brains when we have certain thoughts and certain responses, we can actually become addicted to feeling like shit. And I just think that that's when you realize that um, you start to understand why people, you know, become chronically depressed or anxious or whatever it might be. And, um, and you realize the importance of redirecting your thoughts quickly and being really conscious about what it is that you're perpetually thinking about. Um, because I think the more aware that we become of our unconscious responses in certain situations, the more able we are to um, to redirect our thoughts and then create new neural pathways in our brain Mm -hmm. and make better decisions and choices in our lives. And I'm not an expert at that by any means. I'm, I've made so many mistakes, but I think that's one of the reasons why I have, um, learned so much about this because I, I've made, you know, I've, we've all made mistakes in our lives. And, um, so just to kind of, kind of have some, kind of take back our power Mm -hmm. and, recreate kind of those new pathways so that we don't have to have those um, emotional addictions that aren't serving us. Yeah. And it's amazing when you become aware of it and not necessarily change it. So like I've been aware of how addicted I am to my phone Mm -hmm. and things like that and I haven't changed it. And so it's just bringing up the awareness like, Hey, Oh, I'm noticing like I'm going for this or I'm noticing I'm doing this thing. And I was telling you earlier in the week, like I was, I was talking to Lindsay a little bit about it that I have sort of nothing intense, but like started to feel like this little hint of like a void that I've been trying to fill Mm -hmm. and I've been trying to fill it with, you know, maybe like having a beer or, um, going on my phone Mm -hmm. or like always seeking something Mm -hmm. and it's interesting how it kind of goes back to the vipassana practice that i did the meditation the 10-day meditation which was like don't seek anything and don't run away from anything and just be present in the moment and i've noticed myself it almost doesn't matter what the thing is and you could almost break down addiction to just be like trying to fill that void exactly and knowing that nothing's ever really going to fill it except for things that like really bring fulfillment in your life like meaningful relationships or but if you're still going to those to try and fill the void 
I don't know. I feel like that'd be an interesting conversation, you know, filling the void. Like, yeah. What do you think does that? What do I think fills the void? Yeah. I think, um, I think that that is the biggest, um, lesson that I have learned in the last couple years of attempting to fill this vo- void in my life and realizing that absolutely nothing outside of myself could fill that and really like trying to to fill it like you said i mean i think that's something that probably a lot of people listening can relate to i i mean if not 100% of people can relate to that feeling of you know i need something whether it's i need more of this or <clears throat> i need um, the next thing, you know, I'll be happy when I achieve this or I get this. Um, and just kind of this like endless seeking, always seeking something. Um, I think for me, it was really exhausting all potential things that I thought could potentially make that void feel like it was full. So like you've exhausted the amount of things that you tried to fill it with yeah exactly yeah. so like um you know some and people use different things so it might be for some people it might be eating or like food mm-hmm. or some people it might be exercise or it might be um you know tr- having relationships like um I think, once i have a yeah. boyfriend or a girlfriend i'll be happy or once i get married or once i have children or once i have a million dollars in my bank account or once i um have the house of my dreams, then I will be happy. And I think what you start to realize, um, is that when you, when you, you know, I think, um, I don't know who had said this quote, but it was something along the lines of, um, famous, you know, that's one of the reasons why famous people sometimes have, um, higher levels of like depression and, you know, higher suicide rates, unfortunately. And it's because they thought before they were famous that if once they got famous, they would be happy. And then once you're famous and you're still unhappy and you don't know what else to go for, you know, you're, you kind of become hopeless. And I think that happens over and over in people's lives. They, they think once they hit these marks or these goals that they've set for themselves, that they'll be fulfilled. And when they hit them, um, and they're still unhappy and still unfulfilled, they, they don't really know where to go from there. And for me, um, I have, you know, that's what's caused me to turn inward and cultivate us, you know, more of a spiritual practice in my life and a stronger relationship with a higher power, which I choose to call God. And I personally believe that that is, um, the only, you know, we have the answers within us and, and I don't have any sort of judgment regarding what anybody else believes. Um, but I think that you have to admit that there is something very magical that's going on. Um, when you step back and realize that we are living in these temporary bodies and we are living on planet earth that is you know, rotating around the sun in a solar system that is just one of billions of solar systems in, in galaxies, in outer space. So just to kind of, you know, I'm in awe of that. And when I remind myself of that, I remember that I don't have to have all the answers and that I 
there's no way that I could create something like that. So that's when I, you know, look inward and I get quiet to find those answers. And um, mm -hmm. that's where I found the most fulfillment in my own life. Yeah. If you think about the fact that you can have anything that you want, how far fetched is that really to believe if you really think that like we're just living organisms on this vastly large planet, like that's hard to believe. Yeah. You know, it is it's like it's and it's a reminder that really, truly, you know, as cliche as this may sound, that anything is possible. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're if we are living organisms on a planet suspended in outer space, like, you know, really anything is possible. And I you, truly believe that. Yeah, me too. And I see it in my life, in my own life. And that's the other thing is that it's, it's one thing to talk about it and say, oh, anything is possible, you know, but I think when you see it in your own life time after time, um, you, you have a thought and you, or you have a desire and it just manifests right away in your life, um, without much effort. It's, it's a really amazing way to, to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were saying right before we started recording kind of like, what's the, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the point of doing this conversation? You mm -hmm. know, like how is it providing value? Is it, um, you know, why are we doing it? And I think that that is like vastly ap applied to like the world and like ourselves True. and our lives. And um, it can be overwhelming to think about like, well, what is the point, you know, of like my existence? Like, if I'm not, if reaching these new heights isn't going to make me happy, then what's the point? And I get like to give an example of it's my, good, yeah, it's a good point <laughs> of my day. I did not stay in alignment with what I thought I was going to do today. Mm -hmm. I kind of took some side paths and did some other things that I've been wanting to do. Um, one of which is like getting these water jugs and filling them up at the spring in Harbor Springs and um, to have fresher water to drink at home. Something I've been wanting to do for months. Finally did it today, but didn't do the thing I wanted to, that I thought was gonna, I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then I went to this Mediterranean restaurant for lunch at Mims, which is amazing. What'd you order there, by the way? I got the Euro. Oh my so gosh, good. so good. Um, shout out to Mims. But I was leaving Mims and just being like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not doing any of the things that I wanted to do today. I, am I a failure? And I was like, no, I just had an awesome meal. Am I having fun? Like, yeah, I'm having fun. Mm -hmm. I'm on track. And I, like, it sounds so simple and almost like silly to think like, am I having fun? Okay, good. I'm like on track, but that's, I feel like that's such a crucial way to know if you are taking the right track yeah, or not. I agree. So, like people listening, it's like, are you having fun listening right now? If not, maybe, yeah, maybe change the channel, bro. Change the channel, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think, wow, that's. That is really interesting to just think about, you know, like what is the point of, of everything. And, um, for me, it's kind of like always coming back to a place of just realizing the temp, how things are so temporary and how we kind of live our lives as if they're, that our lives are not temporary. Um, and it's funny cause I feel like I always go like so serious and so deep, like that's kind of the way my brain works sometimes with these things, but 
um, just, you know, we're going to die someday. And so we really do have to, I mean, I think it's important to check in frequently and ask, like, to ask ourselves that, um, and ask ourselves if we're living like authentically and being true to ourselves and, um, and finding joy in even like the smallest little things, because I think, I really think that's what life is about. And it's all related to, you know, being present and yeah, just being aware, self-aware and in touch with yourself and knowing like what brings you joy. And I think that changes. And so as you check in with yourself, you can then learn and figure out what it is that brings me joy now. Maybe it's not the same thing that brought me joy before. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can give more joy to other people because you are in a centered, joyful place in your own life. And yeah. Yeah. And the people that I watch on YouTube, I just saw an update from this guy, um, Ethan Klein, I think Mm -hmm. his name is. He runs H3H3 podcast and other things. And he was just like, you know, I had to take a step back. Like I realized that I was like kind of depressed and I didn't have really anything to give Yeah, because I wasn't really feeling good. And so it's one thing to like try and just like keep pushing yourself you know like doing more videos or doing things but he was starting to ask himself those same questions of like well what's the like point or purpose of this video if Mm -hmm. like i'm not feeling good and that's why i was so excited to talk to taylor in the last episode that i did it's like he's so in alignment with what he was doing Mm -hmm. he's really trying to spread this positive message and he's not doing it for monetary gain like there's it's only good's going to come out of it because he's doing it for fun right and like to really look at like your job in terms of it might not be fun necessarily talking to somebody that's severely addicted and it might be kind of depressing or it might be scary or it might be fun i don't know but like what is it in your job not you specifically but people in general yeah that is fun or that like you really like if you think about what it'd be like not having that job, um, what do you love about it? Like, what would you miss about that job? Yeah, that, that was yeah. a weird tangent. Of no, like... that's so no, that's so cool. It's so interesting. Um, yeah, it it is so cool. And just yeah, I kind of still jump jumping around here, but um, stay with us. I think that's something that I'm always really impressed by with these podcasts that you know you and Taylor both do such an awesome job with is that, you know, if, if I'm on here, you know, my, my thought is like, well, what, why would people want to listen to me talk about my life or my thoughts on things? And it's not because I don't think that I have something important to say. I just think that, um, you know, maybe I'm, I don't, I have lived a pretty simple life and it's not like I'm, you know, an acrobat or a, I don't know, like, I just have a pretty simple life and I just wonder, like, what do I really necessarily, um, what would come of me being on the podcast? But I feel like there... You and everybody else that I've really talked to. And yeah, that is so cool to realize and so I think important to understand is that it's important that we all speak up and share our thoughts and our views because even if it just helps one person think about something in a new way, it's worth it. 
you know, or even if it just helps us in this conversation, think about mm -hmm. something in the new, in a new way. And I think hearing yourself speak out loud and um, process things is, is really helpful. And, and hopefully it can help other people to feel less alone in their, in their own um, thoughts and their own lives. Mm -hmm. um, but I think progress, jumping back to the other thing that you had said is just progress in general in any job or any situation is a really important aspect of fulfillment. And when you don't feel like you can make progress in a certain area, that's when you start to lose interest and start to feel defeated or maybe experience depression or anxiety around a certain subject. I mean, and it's similar to, I think I read this thing a long time ago about um, how it's similar in relationships. You know, it's like, you're not going to necessarily pursue someone date them if they show absolutely no sign of interest in you mm -hmm. for months and months and months. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. some people would continue, but you know, you have to know that you're going to be able to make progress in a certain di direction um, in order to really get interested in investing yourself in that direction. And I think that's the most rewarding thing about working with people in my different careers that I've had is, you know, the, the common thread is it's always been working with people. And I think it's because I can, I've seen how people can be positively impacted and their lives can be changed. And so I know that there's progress that can be made. Um, and that's inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's similar in with the podcast stuff. Um, I don't know if you, you know, how do you feel like the podcast has kind of progressed and changed since it started? Yeah. I, great question. I think the, since we first sat down, I feel like I've gotten a lot more comfortable with just the fact that like, it's not going to be perfect and that I'm completely okay with that. I and love that, that. Parts of it that aren't perfect sometimes end up being the most fun parts about it. Yeah. And I'm getting more and more to the point where I don't really want to edit them at all. I've been editing out long pauses and ums and tangents that I go on and things like that. And I think that maybe from now on this episode on i'm just gonna leave them in there because if it's you know it's for um, myself and for the people that i do them with and for the listeners why not just let everybody in to what it's like you know and it's okay to say um and uh like i just i like to keep it kind of fast paced mm -hmm. and you know on to the next thing but i think that i'm just getting better at keeping them on track you know, I still tangent, I still sometimes have a hard time getting them started. Um, but at the same time, knowing exactly, it's like an epitome of what you were just saying that like, w does my opinion really matter? Yeah. Like, do I really have anything important to say? And then just really owning that and be like, I do like what I said, I said it because I felt it. And so I'm going to put it out there. Mm -hmm. And that is going to speed up editing so much because mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the way that I do it is I'll listen back to the entire episode and you guys will notice if you listen to Taylor's podcast versus mine, I think Taylor already leaves everything in it. Whereas mine, I cut out a few different parts. We By the way. Oh, no, just Taylor's is the cold shower podcast. It, yeah. Cold shower podcast on iTunes and he's also got cold shower goods. He's got merchandise that he um, has released and he, does an amazing job with his podcast and I've just been inspired by what he does. And that's sort of what has sort of encouraged me to not edit them. Kind of leave it more of like raw, 
like yeah. raw footage or whatever you would call it. Right. And, and for me, like, that's just, I mean, and I know that he does quite a bit of audio adjustments and things like that as well. Um, but I don't think he cuts out, out anything. And, um, other than the editing side of things and recording, it's the, still the same setup. Uh, haven't done video, so this would be a new thing if if we push that out. And I can sort of feel like these small adjustments that sort of like click in as I'm recording them or each one just gets like, oh, I wish I would have done this a little differently. And so throughout the process, this is the 25th one. Um, that's awesome. Quarter that's of so 100. cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so neat. I feel like it's fun to just see that you know it's like just keep doing it just and that was a big message that we tried to push out and the last episode is like just start because Mm -hmm. if you start something you're only going to get better at it and exponentially yeah like figure it out way quicker and a lot of times that's what stops people from starting and Mm -hmm. so i could have just not released any and still be trying to like this could still be our first one you know that i never yeah picked up on and so it's fun to see um how much has changed and how much has stayed the same yeah wow that's so awesome well that's so cool that it's been 25 episodes that's so neat yeah that's a huge milestone and um you know there's a lot that goes into it besides just recording a conversation and um i think it's important that you know you put a lot of work in to these and i think Mm -hmm. it's really awesome and um you've committed to doing it and you have and i think that that's really kind of an important piece of advice to share with people is that it really is important that you just start because you can't know what you don't know until you start and you know i think it really is so true that successful people fail so many times before they reach maybe a certain goal or something that they set out to do, but that the failure, you know, I don't even, I don't even really want to call it failure. It's more of like identifying what you need to know and where you need to get stronger, where Mm -hmm. you need to get more clear on what you want or whatever it might be. And the more, um, you just kind of adjust as you go, um, it's like that idea of you can only see as far as your headlights if you're driving at night, but that's only as far as you need to see. And as you drive, you know, a hundred feet further, you'll be able to see a hundred feet further and Mm -hmm. you can only see as far as your headlights. But if you, you know, your headlights on your car can get you from, you know, Michigan to California and right do you get what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's quite amazing. I mean, yeah just starting out and like to follow that analogy i can see like this road map like building of i've got like this trajectory of where i want to go like Mm -hmm. i want to go to california in the podcast you know it's like i've got all this like these ideas of where i'm going but i can only release one episode at a time Mm -hmm. and i gotta focus on one at a time and like there's little points along the way and um, ideally I'd love to see this be a three cam setup that's like live edited, which means that someone would be cutting to me as I'm talking, then cutting to you as you're talking and cutting to a wide and yeah, all of those things and having the same microphones and having like the studio, I mean, it's set up, it works, but like a little bit more produced mm-hmm. and, but not losing sight of the authentic, like the authentic, like 
fun part of it. Yeah. You know, I think, and that was a huge conversation that we talked about, about not like, are you doing this for other people or are you doing it for yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you about to say something? Yeah. Um, no. Okay. Mm. You look like you're about to. Well, I just I, one question that just came to my mind, but were you finished? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, is just you know how what advice you would give to somebody who is starting out, not necessarily doing a podcast. Maybe they are, but they want to do something and they're starting out, and so what they're doing doesn't look anything like what their vision is for what they want to accomplish. And how do you? you know, how do you stay motivated and not lose sight and lose your inspiration and drive to keep going when what you're doing looks so different than what it is that you, how you want it to look? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. And I can't take credit for them because I um, got to give this to Ira Glass, but I feel like he, he talks about this a lot and he says, you know, if you want to be a writer like start writing and you're going to notice that your writing is not as good as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's a good thing because that is your taste and your taste is good enough that you can tell that mm. what you're not making isn't as good as you want it to be. And so you have the taste and you that's can awesome. like use that to keep improving, but you can't improve without writing more. And so he talks a lot about knowing that your taste is is good enough like it's there because you can tell that what you're making isn't what you want it to be like yeah and for me it's like one step at a time you know and taylor says too sometimes there's things i don't want to put out there but i just know that if i put it out there like somebody will find something in it or i'll hear it later on and it'll like remind me of something Mm -hmm. and I was telling him too, it's like, yeah, and we'll get to look back on this and be like, wow, look at how far we've come mm-hmm. because we wouldn't have that ability to look back if we didn't start producing now. And when you just start, that's when you, and I feel like I've been hesitant to make large changes like quickly. Well, large changes like over the long period of time, but sometimes I'll just make a commitment. Like I made that commitment on my birthday to keep releasing these podcasts. Yeah. And I like last night, I made the commitment to not charge my phone in my room. And I don't know why I decided last night was the night, but it just came to me and I was like, tonight's the night mm-hmm. and I'm going to stick to it. And like, I don't re- like, I, I guess I'm saying I rarely make commitments, but when I do, they kind of come out of nowhere and then I stick to them yeah, because I'm committing to them. And I feel like if you ask me to hang out, I'm going to be really like blurry <laughs> about like well, timing or whether it's going to work out or not. But, um, but if you say you will, you're going to show up and you're going to hang out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's, I think that's an awesome quality. And I think that the neat thing about that is that And what I think is important for people to understand is that we're all different and we all have our own um, personal path and, you know, different inclinations and inspirations to do certain things at different times. And so one of the kind of dangers of this tech world that we're living in now is that we're so exposed to what everyone else is doing. We're like so in you know, involved with everyone else's business all the time. Um, And so there's a lot of, you know, there can be comparison or, you know, we can look at another person's life and say, oh, well, they, you know, they don't charge their phone in their bedroom 
like I better do that immediately or I'm not cool right. or like I'm such a bad person because I don't because I charge my phone in my bedroom or like you know or we you're can a bad use... person if yeah you charge your phone in your bedroom. <laughs> no you're not it doesn't mean that but um but just to know to give yourself permission to do things on your own timing and to know that it's all happening in the timing that's best for you and in your life um and I don't know. I just, I'm very intrigued by the, just kind of the idea of, um, the amount of like comparison that I think can happen in today's world with things like Instagram and Facebook. Um, and just how it is a huge, it highly impacts like, um, our mental health and our ability to stay in touch with our own internal guidance in our lives. Mm -hmm. Constantly comparison comparison <laughs> comparison <laughs> i like that <laughs> i'm gonna use that later comparison um yeah it's funny because i feel like it just it's it's coming up because it's so relevant and elon musk and joe rogan had a podcast which i keep talking about but they talk about that where comparison is comparison is the thief <laughs> of joy it is and like you see all these people they're so happy and everything and they're just showing the best of the best and they're not showing you everything that's happening behind the scenes and it gives this false like impression that everybody's perfect and, and look at my life i right. make mistakes you know and uh -huh. i must not be a good person because i'm not doing i'm not and that's i'm not I, like in a bikini with like a perfect body in like barcelona right. on like a blue water you know what i'm nothing what I mean. wrong with that it's like, nothing wrong with that but it's like you know my life doesn't look like that and right. therefore like it's somehow lacking right when... i'm in a like a dark room on my phone <laughs> yeah. eating doritos <laughs> right <laughs> with dorito crumbs on my chest and my phone <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no nothing wrong with that either uh, right <laughs> no judgment <laughs> <laughs> just having fun with whatever you're doing because that person yeah. on the beach might be really craving a bag of doritos and what's so funny is a lot of times when people po are posting pictures like that they are eating doritos in a dark room <laughs> when they're posting it do you know what i mean maybe True. they were there but it's just it's this really like disconnected and don't get me wrong i think there's so much good that has come from <laughs> uh oh now we're gonna have giggle fest uh -oh. um there's so much good that can come from <laughs> social media um inst oh, instagram specifically and um just like the <laughs> we have this thing where once one of us starts laughing we just can't stop yep but i'm done oh i doubt it um yeah just like the connection that instagram <laughs> <laughs> has provided okay. Uh, okay oh serious note um yeah but it really it is really something to remember <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's so hard so silly okay. it's something to remember yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it, gosh, it, it just blows my mind how much information there is out there of like. <laughs> okay. Right. Right, ridiculous. Shut up. 
Um, so what else should we talk about um well i wanted to talk a little bit about the podcast and the theme of the podcast and when i first started out that's sort of the theme has evolved from that Mm -hmm. my friend thanks to dan belliu who -hmm. was on the third episode he is an app developer he helped me kind of formulate some ideas around what i wanted to structure it as you know, like gravitate, what gravitates you towards your passions? What is it that drives you to do what you do? I just thank you, Dan, for helping me solidify those themes. And it's been really helpful to sort of tie all the different episodes in together. And the reason that I wanted to bring it up during this episode is that I feel like we can sort of talk our way through things. And I was hoping that we could maybe evolve that theme. And we talk a lot about or we have talked a lot about what provides value to the listeners. And I really want, you know, you were sort of saying, well, hearing what drives somebody doesn't necessarily give, like it could give me some value, but it doesn't necessarily, hearing how somebody succeeded in something does not apply necessarily to this day and age or to everybody and hearing their story about how they got to where they are or what's driving them isn't necessarily the most interesting thing about their story. Um, how they got there isn't necessarily what's driving them. And I've said that the theme is what's, what is driving you, but I rarely ask that question. Mm-hmm. And so w- would you be open to talking a little bit about sort of what what you think like a good theme could be and how it could apply to future episodes and future conversations. Yeah. Well, I feel like I don't, um, I mean, as I mentioned, I think it's really awesome. Everything that you have done with this podcast. And I like the idea of better understanding what causes people to make the decisions that they make, because I think that that is, um, I just remember Dan's last name is blue not bell you oh just want cool. since i'm not editing the podcast i gotta throw that in there <laughs> correction um sorry to interrupt but yeah i don't know i think the idea of of providing value in all different areas of our lives is kind of an important one um you know so often we can get into this mode of you know what is what is this person doing for me or what can I get out of this situation? Or, you know, we can be at work and like, Oh, my boss doesn't do this or I wish they paid me more, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and to kind of get back into a place of, of asking yourself, like what, what value have I provided today? You know, have I, do I provide value in my workplace and, um, to my employer and to the company I work for? Do I provide value to the person that I'm in a relationship with? And what have I done to, you know, make their life better today or um, in other relationships, even if it's not a romantic relationship or to the world or um, whatever, whatever it might be, even in a small interaction, like with a waitress or a waiter at a restaurant, like have I, because you can provide value with something as simple as just smiling at somebody and, or giving them a comp, like a genuine compliment or things like that. So I just, I think about that, um, when I think about people who are listening to the podcast and who are going to, you know, in this very distracted day and age, actually take the time to get on 
iTunes and click on the podcast, the most recent one, and listen. Like, why are they going to do that? Um, and I think there's a couple different reasons why they would choose to do that. One is they're invested in you as a person and they care about you, whether they have become connected to you via social media or they're a family member or a friend of yours. Um, they, you know, that might drive them to check out, you know, your podcast or to consistently listen to your podcast or two, they feel like when they listen to the podcast, they get something out of it that they can apply to their own life. And, um, they, they, leave feeling like they have taken something from the podcast that is going to increase um, their or impact their life in a positive way Mm -hmm. after they've finished listening to it. Or even if they just listen to it for 10 minutes, they're going to leave that 10 minutes is going to provide them with something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, yeah, so just kind of, I guess, playing around with that idea of like what, what do you want to provide? Because I think you get to decide that and you get, to, you know, some people might want to create YouTube videos that make people laugh and have, you know, create more humor and, um, other people might want to, you know, they do makeup tutorials or beauty product reviews or things like that. And so you get to decide what is that that you want to offer, um, to somebody and, And what do you, the neat thing is, as you've kind of mentioned in the past, the coolest thing about the podcast is you get to ask people anything that you want to ask them. Um, And so kind of once you determine exactly what you want to provide to your audience, you can then cater those questions to, to kind of pull from that person that you're interviewing um, more specific, you know, answers that can contribute to what you're trying mm-hmm. to offer. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I had a thought when you were talking about like the difference. I don't remember specifically what it was that triggered this thought, but um, what I want to do is I want to explore different storylines in people's lives or lives. And I want to see what it's like to be who you are and yeah not so much so of, neat yeah not so much of like you know it could be what's driving you it could be what's um you know why did you do that why did you make that decision i think that's interesting mm-hmm. but then i think of like this guy who did an experiment where he just hired a limousine he hired a bunch of um like big bouncer guys to walk around him and he like got a bunch of extras to just crowd around him and he like pulled up to some side venue and (laughs) just like was just a nobody you know air quote yeah and everybody was like oh my gosh who's this guy like we need to like get his autograph we need to do all this stuff And there's all this hype that was just the context that gave him that experience yeah and to see that that's just a storyline that it's not really who you are but it's just a storyline so yeah. like, what does that feel like because that just is so f- like freeing to know that you're not um 
all of the things that make up your life. Like you could be super famous for a few years and then not be at all. Or you could choose to right. uh, live out of a van by the river, you know, and yeah. like that it might be what you want to do. And I want to know not so much of like, I mean, I think it is really interesting why you're choosing it, but also what is it like? Yeah. What's that day-to-day -day life like? What is the day-to-day -day of your life where you are? And if it's not where you want it to be, what do you want? Yeah. And I think that those conversations are so cool because I've had so many people that I've done the podcast with just tell me at the end of it, like, I'm so fired up. Like, I want to make things happen. Yeah. I want to do these things that we're talking about. People love being on your podcast. They have it's nothing so but... fun. Yeah. yeah. They just love it so much. They don't want it to ever end. Right. I mean, I feel like it has been difficult and we're actually at an hour right now to cap things at wow. an hour yeah and um because there's always so much more to talk about and there's yeah. so much progress that's being made and um but i i guess maybe like how would you phrase that how would you t sort of distill that down into a theme or well you're really putting me on the spot here yeah, <laughs> no it's cool i, I mean, want answers it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so I just had a thought about Brene Brown, who is a um, a researcher, social worker, um, a vulnerability researcher. So she, she researches vulnerability and shame. And, <laughs> oh no. Um, and I just feel like I'm going to start giggling again because you're no. just, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Got my cool. All right. So, but she is just incredible, but she talks about how people when they're maybe interviewed or they are discussing with somebody else their about their life. <laughs> Shoot. I, now I'm going to laugh. Okay, um, how, how we all kind of like sugarcoat our the things that we go through. So um, basically like, you know, if you were to ask me like, Oh, how did you, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly like the, a question let me think about it like say you accomplish something really big and someone asks you like oh what it you know congratulations on your accomplishment or somebody maybe somebody gets up um at a award ceremony and speaks you know says their thank you speech for receiving an award if they touch on um a difficult time that they went through they will normally say you know you know it's been a couple you know a couple hard years and then they'll go into talking about all the accomplishments and achievements or good things that happen so basically what i'm trying to say and what she describes is that people really quickly brush over sometimes tens of years of time in which they were maybe deeply depressed or um going through something super difficult or in a you know troubled relationship and or in a going through divorce or whatever it might be we kind of brush those brush out gloss over those things really easily in our conversation and i think that's partially because you know it's it's not something that you necessarily want to um bombard somebody with in conversation or you don't want to maybe be a downer again quote unquote or you um you know it's difficult to talk about those difficult times but what happens when we don't talk about those difficult times openly and honestly with each other is we 
it's a similar to the whole social media thing. It's like we portray this image of having this more perfect life. Um, and we don't realize that all the people around us are, have gone through things too. And that we can really deeply connect with each other when we're open about the things that we go through. Um, and they're not just glossed over and kind of brushed aside as this like little blip in our conversation of, oh yeah, that was a hard time when it's like, oh, it was a like life transforming long period of time where I was going through this and struggling with this. And then I came through it. So the reason I'm mentioning that is because maybe that's partially related to the podcast in that you're going a little bit deeper with people and asking them um, to talk more about the things that really make them who they are. And those things are not always um, the things that make us who they, who we are and the things that make us grow and learn and be um, patient and tolerant and loving to other people are not often the things that just happen super easily mm -hmm. and are not always the things that it, those lessons don't always come from getting what we want all the time. They come from having maybe a detour or a an experience that changes our and question and really challenges our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Are you saying to focus on those parts of things when I'm doing the podcast with people? Like um, focus on <laughs> the like say they brush over, you know, it was five years of rejection before like it finally got accepted. Are you saying for this podcast to sort of be like, tell me about those five years? Well, I you, guess. Or what are you? I, I guess I don't really have it solidified. I yeah. wasn't really necessarily expecting you to ask me that. But even if I would have known you were going to ask me that, I wouldn't have spent much time really thinking too much about it, to be honest with you. Because I think it's it's all for formulating and it mm -hmm. will be formulated. Um, and that's why I and love it's gonna, talking with you. I know. It's just so open. Yeah. Me too. And I think it's really interesting, but I guess I think that I'm interested in that. Even when I think about listening to somebody's story, I'm interested in you know, not just focusing on the things that went wrong in their life, but focusing on the ways that um, those detours can contribute to um, transformation. transformation in somebody's life. Yeah. Because I think that's how we really truly are all connected is in our... Um, suffering are well are just the things that we that we go through mm -hmm. um as human beings in this human like experience that we're having and um i just think breaking i i love um our friend michael actually mentioned this the other day but um and i don't know the poem exactly but it's like a couple line short poem by shel silverstein and it's about this um maybe this person who was blue on the inside, but they never showed it to the world. And there was another person that was also blue on the inside and never showed it. And so neither of these blue people on the inside ever knew that the other one was blue too. Um, and because they just never showed their blue. Um, so they never were able to connect in mm -hmm. the fact that they were both blue on the inside. And it sounds like kind of dorky, but I just think it's the sweetest little, it's, it's such a profound idea that, um, we go through things more, we go through things that other people go through. And, um, when we can open up and be honest and express those things in a safe environment, like, I mean, you're such an easy person to talk to. Um, and 
when people can express that, they other people can realize that they're, they're again, it's all about um, that idea that, you know, we're really, we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we don't have to feel so alone in right. this experience. And the more experiences that you have, um, the more tools you can acquire to help yourself and other people deal with things that they're going through. I feel like that is maybe it. Maybe it's like finding the blue. Yeah. You know, or something like that where it's catchy that it makes you want to learn more. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what do you mean finding the blue? Yeah. Like, or something along those lines. But with the Cold Shower podcast, Taylor's like explains what Cold Shower is. And then it's like, oh, wow. Like, I, I understand it on a deeper level now. It kind of like keeps you, it's like almost like a cliffhanger. Like, what do you mean, Cold Shower podcast? Yeah. And so, and for me, it's like, what drives you to do what you do? It's pretty out there of like broad. very self-explanatory and also mm-hmm. very bl- broad um yeah. whereas finding like the blue or something along those lines would be still pretty broad but also like there is all the stuff within us that we don't share and it's just like a platform where you can share that so mm-hmm. that people can connect with you on a deeper level yeah you know and like can resonate like with what's in that i'm experiencing and noticing yeah um, you know and the interesting thing is like we do share people do share but they don't share all of it Mm -hmm. they don't you know they share just enough to like sound like yeah i gone i've gone through hard things too right you know but they don't always really truly share like the depths of um and it doesn't even have to be pain you know people people don't always share the amount of joy that they feel um because you know in our society you know, sometimes that can be looked down upon. Why, why are you so happy? Like, you know, there's people or starving people or children, you know, it's like our joy can be also diminished or we can kind of tone down our, our joy, mm-hmm. any emotion that we're feeling. But do you want to hear this poem? It's really yeah. short. She had blue skin and so did he, he kept it hid. And so did she, they searched for blue their whole life through. They passed right by and never knew. Oh, it's so sweet. It's going to make me cry. It's so sweet and it's so true and it's just so like profound. I love Shel Silverstein. Yeah. There's so many good ones. So pure and so simple. And then Such there's this little message. picture of the, the huge masks that they wear. These little oh, people. That's so cool. Yeah. Those are some big masks. Thanks. Mm-hmm but um yeah i don't know it's really interesting to think about just the purpose of the podcast it's gonna keep evolving and Mm -hmm. just i'm glad to just talk about it i feel like there's some big shifts and it's exciting to see like oh i want to find a song that i can use that is consistent Mm -hmm. and i've been searching for that and i found a song by joe hurtler um it's called um old love yeah and i love it and it's really like upbeat and i can use it loop it and he's giving me permission thank you joe really really appreciate it yeah um it's and it might change you know or maybe i'll use a different part of his music um but it's incredible to have like collaboration of like local artists and um i'm hoping to have him on the show soon too and it's I don't know. So just to put that as an example of like, that's something that I wanted and now it's happened. 
now I'm using that as my intro song and I want to solidify a theme like it's still evolving but it's it's coming like mm -hmm. I'm trying to get in the receiving mode of knowing when it comes so that I can use it and yeah um I really like like finding blue or something just something like that if any of you guys listening have a good idea um I'd love to hear from you because it's it's evolving and then not editing the episodes is something that I've been struggling with for a long time but I feel like I'm to the point where I want to do that mm -hmm. where it's maybe there's some breaks in it maybe I cut out some of our laughter or maybe I leave it all in <laughs> um but it's uh it's exciting to see things like I said clicking into place and it's just going to keep continuing to grow mm -hmm. yeah do you have anything um you'd want to you want to close out the episode <clears throat> and, like edit that out maybe um nah. that you want to close out the episode with maybe like the the dance that you were rehearsing before we hit record oh, um oh yeah that dance i was rehearsing <laughs> i'm just kidding i know um no dance sorry um close out the episode well i mean i think I'm curious just because I'm not sure if everyone fully understands what you mean when you say receiving mode. Like, do you think you could just like briefly talk about that? Because I think that that's kind of like an interesting concept and something that I think more people could benefit from. Yeah, I think people have probably heard about it in a lot of different ways other than receiving mode of just like allow things to happen. Let let it go. You know, focus on the things you want, but not on how they're going to come to you. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people know that, but I've also just like completely indulged myself in so many different, I don't want to say self-help books, but somewhat along yeah. those lines of like self-improvement. Um, and Abraham Hicks, which if people don't know, she's got a YouTube channel and that's a whole nother conversation. It Maybe is. we'll do another conversation about Abraham we Hicks. We should. But um maybe <clears throat> maybe i have my dad Leroy on and we can do a three-person podcast that'd, that'd be, be cool and it's but the receiving mode when i say it is just like stop trying me stopping to try to figure it out like letting it yes. happen and not trying to be say like i'm gonna spend all day and i'm gonna figure it out and i'm gonna work 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 until i figure it out um, sometimes that works for people and sometimes it doesn't and but I think like you know asking a question before you fall asleep and like that's a way to get in the receiving mode is you're sleeping like you're not so focused on it and sometimes that that allows you to sort of get the answer when you're sleeping or when you wake up you have a fresh perspective and yeah like you mentioned God or higher power sort of asking you know or praying saying let me let me be given this thing that i am searching for yeah um rather than you know so like if i'm seeking you know seeking 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 i'm trying to fill the void like how do i fill the void might be a question mm -hmm. and it's fun be talking with you because it's like we get direct answers or we get more progression of our conversation and it's not so much of a like esoteric like when did i hear it like when am i gonna get the answer how's it gonna come to me right like, who's gonna tell me and when we like forget that it could just be some stranger that t t tells you the answer right that was completely that unrelated to what you know like are you listening are you paying yeah. attention um are you conscious when you're driving 
you know, yeah. and walking and yeah, did you moving about your day? Exactly. Did that detour change your life? Yeah. Or that thing that and a lot of times it's I catch myself not being in the receiving mode and being more in the action oriented. I need to figure it out. It's me. It's up to me mm -hmm. and not like it's all going to work out. Everything's perfect. I'm on the right path. I think that I, I know that subconsciously really deeply, but I don't always apply it. And when I get in the state of thinking that it's up to me to figure everything out is when I start feeling the void and when I start um, seeking yeah more yeah one just Thanks thought regarding that, that yeah yeah for sure um i think um there's a difference between and it you can call it a prayer or a you know request or you know getting silent and you know asking for answers um to your source or i don't i don't know i mean there's so many different words and like terminology that you can use to describe this type of thing but for me um, just for the sake of explaining it, it's like, say you're saying a prayer, there's a difference between a prayer that says, help me figure out the answer to this question versus thank you so much for providing me with the answers that I'm seeking. And there's a difference in like the energy of those two things. And essentially you're saying the same thing but there's a difference in the energy of that. So I just think it's it's kind of, that's one of the ways to kind of get in the receiving mode that you're talking about where you're able to let go is when you, you give thanks for it already being done. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you're not in that energy of seeking and you're not saying, you know, because I think sometimes when, when people pray or they ask for guidance to God or a higher power, they they're coming from this place of like, I need you to do this for me, which therefore implies that you know better than this higher power that created you, what it is that you need. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So in that, in that, just, you know, in these requests of like, I really want this house, God, like, please help me get this house. There is, there's an inherent, um, like kind of flaw or something in that because it's coming from again, like this idea that you know better than you know what's right for you versus really stepping back and trusting that um, this higher power that like makes our hearts beat and brings air in our lungs and that keeps the world suspended, rotating around the sun, um, you know, trusting that that's that that um source has a higher level of intelligence that we're even aware of mm -hmm. so giving thanks for that and just giving so anyways i'm just that's just a random thought that i have but that's i think it's great. really changed yeah. my life um to come from that place in prayer of giving thanks versus giving requests and there i don't think there's anything wrong with a prayer that's just simply asking for help mm -hmm. but to know that um in in asking for that help and that assistance you um you're giving it up to the highest good of all and that you truly want what is for the best and highest good of all mm -hmm. and not just um like having you know god be your errand boy or whatever people say mm -hmm. it's just yeah i mean who would have thought we'd be living five blocks away from each other completely different trajectories in either of our lives that brought us 
to Petoskey, yet yeah, we're so, crazy. so close and get to do podcasts. You right. Know, it's incredible. It is. And it's it, things like that where I wouldn't have consciously been, um, I don't know if I would have been aware of it enough to say, I want to be living near my sister mm-hmm. because just life happens and you kind of lose track of relationships or friends or things like that. And normally, I mean, I can't say normally, but for me, typically the people in closest proximity to me are the ones that are going to have my time and attention. Right. Not people that are across the country. I I would love to be Skyping more with friends and family and um, keeping in touch with people on a more regular basis. But life just gets busy. The reality of it is, right, your closest community are the people you work with or the, the people in closest proximity. Mm-hmm. And some plan made it so that we live super close together yeah it's incredible Mm -hmm. you know it's completely different relationships and different things and yet it's all tied together in some master plan yeah yeah i truly believe that and i guess i just always feel like the strong inclination or i did in the last podcast that we did but just anytime i i think that like anyone might be listening to something I'm saying, whether I'm teaching a yoga class or doing podcasts or whatever it might be, is just to let people know that like they are okay exactly as they are right now. And that like you don't have to be any different than you are. You don't have to do anything different than you are right now, whether you're in Barcelona in a bikini or in your bed with Doritos. You know, it's like you're okay just as you are. And like to fully, you know, do what you can to just like accept yourself and love yourself and and know that you're exactly where you're meant to be and there is a reason for where you are right now whether you can see that right now or maybe it's totally confusing and you have maybe you can't see it just knowing that it'll it's going to be okay and there will be a reason and you'll look back on it and know why good things are on the way to you yeah and it's all it's all lining up for your benefit Mm -hmm. and have fun right Try to enjoy the little things, right? Yeah. You know, like, uh, this might sound extreme, but a big thing that just sort of alleviates the pressure from me is, like, I could die tomorrow. Yeah. I might have, like, something happen. You know, it's like, try to really be grateful for every day. And then I also think, like, if I did die tomorrow, like, why not just fully, just totally enjoy myself? Not, yeah. like, that I'm going and spending all the money that I have. Right. But really just feeling like i'm not like here to please people yeah i'm not here to make you feel worry comfortable all day or long. to yeah. worry or to like i'm not in charge of anything and it's like why not just have fun and like use that as my compass and just i'm so grateful that we have the parents that we have that Me have too. been so supportive and just encouraged us to follow what's fun because I think that it has allowed me a more because I feel very sensitive to what other people say and I think if we had parents that might have totally been a benefit in a different circumstance or if I was a different person that if they pushed in one way I might have motivated me even more to follow my passions but um, I just feel excited about the fact that I am where I am because of everything that's happened yeah and there's only like fun to be had in the future that's awesome you want to go for a bike ride yeah it sounds great let me see if Lens wants to join yeah 
If you guys cool. enjoyed listening or watching this episode, uh, love to hear your feedback in the description. Well, not in the description. If you want to write the description of this podcast, no. If you want to comment, um, uh, it's on YouTube forward slash Solgood Media. And there's also going to be released on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. I would love to start wrapping up the podcast on with the guest here rather than doing like a super long. Oh, cool. Um, so that's why I'm doing this. And I just appreciate you being on the show today because it's been such a fun way to like be kind of loose about the structure of it and get into alignment with what I what I see and what I want. It's yeah. definitely an ever growing process. And um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Cool. Um, if you guys are, don't already follow Molly, she's at what's your Instagram handle. I don't even know what it is. I think really it might be a Molly, uh, underscore BH, something like that. I'll link it in the description. And then she's also on Facebook and, if you're in the Petoskey area, she teaches yoga Thursday nights at Yoga Roots. And um, what else? She's just an all-around awesome person. Thanks. And thanks so. for being my sister. And love you. And love you too. Peace out, guys. Peace out. Thanks again to Molly for being on the show today. If you want to connect with Molly, I'll link all of her social media sites in the description of this episode. The Saul Good Media Podcast is brought to you by Patreon. Patreon is a website that allows creators like me to connect with the listeners like you that want to contribute and support the work that I'm doing. Basically, you set up an account, choose the amount of money you'd like to pledge each month, and the proceeds help me pay to keep this podcast running. And thanks to all of you who have already become patrons. It really is so motivating and encouraging to know that you like this content enough to help me keep it running. If you want to learn how you can become a patron, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Media. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Media. You've been listening to the Saul Good Media Podcast. I'm Solomon Harvey. Have a Saul Good week. Peace.